ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Artist of the day today, Blink 182. This is Adam's song. All right, it's game night. Syracuse on the road in Tallahassee to take on Florida State. We're pleased to be joined right now by the voice of the Florida State Seminoles. Jeff Colhane is our guest on the show. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for for coming on and you know bring us up to date with this Florida State team because I think we were all surprised from the outside looking in. You know they lose nine and ten to start. You look at their record eight and sixteen. What happened to this team out of the gates and and you know kind of bring us up to date over the course of the last couple of months with where this team was and where they are now. Yeah, guys, great to talk with you again. Thanks for having me, and we're looking forward to a good one tonight uh, here in Tallahassee. Tough start uh, for Florida State hoops uh, this season. I mean, Leonard Hamilton has had some great teams, and, you know, coming out of the pandemic, uh, missed the NCAA tournament a year ago, unfortunately, uh, had a lot of pieces back uh, returning, but still a lot of inexperienced pieces. You know, Coach Hamilton will tell you, that he is used to having veteran squads, fourth, fifth-year guys on the roster that help some of the younger players understand how they're supposed to play game in and game out. And he needs, he plays 9, 10, 11 guys. Well, Florida State had some injuries earlier in the year. Unfortunately, Bob and Miller got nipped by the NCAA for uh, a ruling that we weren't big fans of down here, and they sat him for 16 games. Uh, that just made our depth thin, and Coach really had to lean on uh, some true freshmen, more so than when he was ready to. Uh, and it showed early in the year. We lost some games at home early in the season that were head scratchers. Uh, I think everybody was a little bit surprised. Um, they've they've rallied. Uh, they have they have played well here. They've been a little bit up and down, but are coming off of a, a win at Louisville. They needed to get on the road uh, on Saturday, so they're happy to be back home and uh, you know excited to see how they do against the two three tonight. Yeah, and with that in mind, you know, you look at the stats, and again, from the outside looking in, it looks like this team doesn't shoot it all that well from three-point range. Uh, you know, they got a couple of guys who, who can connect from deep, and, you know, Green in particular, but uh, when you look at this team and their three-point shooting ability, is that a question mark for this squad, and, and do you think that they'll have some, some issues with the zone? Well, it's a big key tonight, obviously. You know, last year with Florida State won, uh, at the Carrier Dome, they were 12 of 20 from three for 60%. They've got to make those shots. Um, it's, it's a big part to the success of, of the game tonight. And Darren Green, as you mentioned, uh, he is that guy that needs to make some shots from uh, behind the three-point line when he gets the opportunity. He got a very quick release. He's right near the top in the ACC as far as three-pointers made, threes made per game, and three-point field goal percentage as well. So, um, he's he's the first option, uh, certainly. But guys like Caleb Mills and Matthew Cleveland, they've improved their three-point percentages, even though they're probably not eye-popping numbers that jump off the page at you. And Florida State offensively, while on the, as a whole, have not been great uh, over their, their last five games, guys. They've made eight-plus threes, three of them, including 13 in their last uh, home game against Clemson. So uh, that's a big part of it, you know, uh, listening into you know some of the conversations yesterday, uh, you got to be smart uh, against the zone. You know the the Syracuse zone will make you see ghosts sometimes, and you have to take care of the basketball. 
Uh, it's a Florida State team at times that struggle with turnovers and uh, leading to extra opportunities for the opposition. And so a guy like Judah Mintz, I think, is key tonight with uh, his capability defensively. And, uh, yeah, the, the outside shooting is going to be big, and Darren Green, when he makes threes early, it puts Florida State in a much better position with their offensive flow. You know, you mentioned the last time uh, Florida State was home, that was the Clemson game. They lose by one. Uh, they've also played Virginia very close on two occasions. So it seems like this team is capable. They just haven't been able to get over the hump, and that, that kind of describes SU season. When we look at Syracuse, they've sure. had a bunch of close calls. You know, Carolina, Miami uh, come to mind, uh, Virginia. They they just can't quite get that that last play that they need to, to get over the hump. Um, with that in mind, and I know that you know, we've asked Coach Beheim and some of the players here locally about how they've stayed motivated and stayed invested in a season when you know the, the wins and losses aren't necessarily going the way that they want them to. How has Leonard Hamilton been able to keep his guys invested and not from pack? You know, it's an eight and sixteen team. They're, you know, their only way to the tournament is to, to win the ACC. Yeah. How, how is he keeping his guys motivated, game in and game out? Yeah, I think it's a great question, and, and you know, there's a lot of pride uh, around this program and. You know, Leonard Hamilton, you got two of the all-time great head coaches going head-to-head tonight, right? I mean, Jim Beheim, um is, is second all-time in, in head coaching wins at the Division One level. Leonard Hamilton currently is the, act, you know, the winningest active coach when it comes to ACC wins overall uh, with what he has accomplished in his career and just picked up his 600th career win uh, a few weeks ago. So, you know, there's a high level of pride. I think the other thing, too, that's – that's always interesting in this era of college basketball guys with the transfer portal. Um, you can, you can change pieces out pretty quickly as some of uh, the teams around the country have done. And I think a motivating factor is look, you want to show this coaching staff that you can get it done and you can continue to play the brand of basketball at the highest level that, that they're looking for you to do. That's why they recruited you here. So I think there's, there's a little bit of that in this era where uh, I know I don't want to call it free agency, but you can move some pieces around a lot quicker than you could five, ten years ago. And so I think there's even from an individual standpoint a little bit of motivation there uh, to continue to play your best, grow, and, and show off your skills to try and get yourself to the next level, obviously, as well. That's a great point. Uh, that is a great point. Um, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this Syracuse team, and I, I'm sure you you know you haven't seen Syracuse up close to personal this year because they haven't played uh, yet. And tonight's the first meeting between these two, these two teams. But I, I know you must watch a lot of ACC basketball. What are your impressions of this Syracuse squad? Well, I think they're they're talented offensively um, from a standpoint of how they can score it. And even talking with Leonard Hamilton Monday during his, his radio show. You know, the 2-3 is what you always talk about right away as, as someone that's not an expert on Syracuse. Well, Coach Hamilton said, look, that's a problem as well. He goes, I'm as concerned and maybe even more so about what they do offensively with their efficiency, um, you know, with the way they shoot the basketball. Obviously, Jesse Edwards is a problem underneath with his length and his, um, his veteran experience coming off a career-high uh, 27 points against Boston College uh, just on Saturday in a road win. Uh, Gerard, Mintz, those guys can shoot it and are playmakers. Um, and, and so it's a Syracuse group that maybe doesn't have the amount of wins, guys, that fans up there would like and would want to see, but they're a top 50 offense with how they shoot it field goal percentage-wise at just over 47%. And I know that's got Leonard Hamilton concerned. Uh, with the way Florida State has struggled to defend this year, and they've struggled to defend the three-point line 
Um, but we talked about that earlier when it comes to the 2-3 zone. Watch that in this game tonight to see how well Syracuse shoots it from behind the three-point stripe on the road. You know, Jeff, uh, I don't need to tell you this, but year in and year out, we're used to, uh, you know, somebody among the group of Carolina, Duke, or Virginia likely is going to win the conference. And and this year, you know, maybe Virginia, but it, it seems wide open. Duke's 8-5, and five, Carolina 7-6. and six. They got smacked by Wake Forest yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, Miami just smacked Duke the other night. And you've got Virginia, Clemson, Pittsburgh, Miami leading the way in this conference. Who do you think is the best team in this conference? And, and who, I guess, is the most likely candidate to make a run and make some noise in March like Carolina did last year. Carolina was, yeah. was struggling and then they went on a big run in the tourney. Do you see that that team this year that, that you think might be able to make a run? Guys, it's a bizarre year, isn't it? Yes, in the it league. Is. I yes, mean, as, as you laid out, I mean, Clemson is in first place and they're not ranked in the top 25. Right. How does that work? You know, it's just, it's just a bizarre uh, vibe every night you watch the games and you watch the scores. Um, and, and I think it's you know, to, to a lot of what we're talking about here uh, with the capability to bring in some new players sooner than you could 10 years ago, teams can change up their lineups and become uh, better sooner. And so I think Virginia is the best team. I think UVA is the best team the way they defend. I mean, goodness, to hold the top ACC scoring team at NC State to 50 points last night. I mean, that's unbelievable. Um, they put 94 on Florida State last Wednesday in Raleigh. Um, so, you know, I think Virginia is is – the, the, the best team, but I think Miami is the scariest team with Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack and, and Norchad O'Meara, uh, the transfer coming in, um, who, who was the Sunbelt Player of the Year a season ago. Uh, they, they've got pieces, and it's a group that has already had success in March a season ago, making it to the Elite Eight. You know, you guys saw what they did to Duke on Monday night down at the Watsco Center after Duke beat North Carolina in their massive rivalry game at Cameron Indoor uh, just this past weekend. So I think Virginia is the best team. I think Miami is the team that you keep an eye on when March comes around with their guard play and making it to the Elite Eight a season ago. But don't sleep on NC State. I'm going to throw that one out there. I know they didn't look good last night, but with Turk Smith being able to get a bucket in March, uh, Jarkel Joyner as well. Uh, I think NC State uh, has the guard play with Casey Morsell hitting a three off an open look. They could be a squad that could win a game or two potentially in March and get to a second weekend. You know, we have a lot of play-by-play guys on this show, and I've, I ask them all this very question, and I think that is the I, I think that answer you just gave is the is the one I like the best so far. I, th- I think you I think you you said it perfectly. Virginia's the best team. Miami might be the scariest, and and I, I like the NC State pick uh, as well. Uh, last one well, for you. And, yeah, we'll, and, and sorry to cut you off there, but we'll, Pitt's another one. We see yeah. Pitt on Saturday, and the reason why I say that is they've got some they've got experience. I think they've got three or four guys that are 23 and 24 years old on the roster. It's just amazing with the portal and the COVID year how, how teams can get veteran in a hurry. And so uh, Pitt shooting it like they did to Louisville last night. Pitt's also a squad that, that can be a little bit uh, fun to watch. Yeah, we said that. Syracuse saw them at the at the beginning of the season, and, and we said that at the time. I mean, they are, they're grown men. Uh, Pittsburgh is made up of grown men. There's, there's no doubt about that, yeah. an older group. Uh, I was going to say, last one for you, Jeff. You know, you look at this game tonight. You said we're expecting a good one, and, and we are. You know, I saw the point spreads two to three points. Vegas is expecting this one to be close as well. Uh, wh- what do you think this game ultimately comes down to? I normally would ask, you know, who wins tonight and why, but you, you, you can stick with the why. What, what does this game come down to tonight? Well, if Florida State, and this is going to sound, two things are going to sound very cliche here. 
if Florida State can make shots from behind the three-point line early against the zone, and if they can turn Syracuse over, Syracuse is one of the best teams in the country to care of the basketball. Uh, and, and also, they're a squad that does a great job defensively of, of defending without fouling as well. If, if Florida State can hit threes, get to the line, but also turn Syracuse over tonight, I believe the statistic is Syracuse is 7-2 and two this season when they turn it over 10 times or less, but they're 7-8 and eight when they get into double-figure turnovers. If, if Florida State can get into those three categories and turn the ball over and get some easy buckets off of that and not allow the Orange to get into their 2-3 zone, uh, I think that's going to be uh, the route uh, for the Seminoles tonight to have success. Yeah, the other uh, the magic number has been 72 points or less. That's been a, a pretty good number for Syracuse this year. If they give 73 up or more, uh, they've been losing. If it's 72 or less, generally they've been on the winning side of that. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, great stuff. Have a great broadcast tonight, and hopefully we can talk again soon. Guys, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, Jeff Colhane from uh, Florida State. This hour of Orange Nation brought to you by Elite Wealth Management Group, your GPS for financial planning. All right, and with that, we'll hit our final timeout. Yes, and big news. Next couple days, we're going to have tickets to Chris Stapleton. Tickets go on sale Friday for his show at the St. Joseph's Amphitheater. That's uh, in June, right, I believe? Yeah, something. I I believe it's in June. Uh, All right. We'll hit our next time out. So we're not going to do the tickets today. But no, stay we'll tuned. Yeah, we're a little bit behind. We're going to wrap up the show uh, right after this on ESPN Radio.